Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's the Point? Hello, everybody. We have a special guest here with us today, and we're really excited, always excited for our guests, but really excited today because we are finally bringing you a male perspective. Yvonne, who is it? I cannot wait to share this person with you all. I adore this person. I know this person in real life. We are friends. And he is someone super special to everybody in the WW community. He is the king of the move crew. So I'm sure you already know who I'm talking about. Um, he loves Aldi just as much as I do. <laughs> and um, he's a WW ambassador. He's lost 126 pounds. You probably know him as Keeping It Awesome Jake. And here he is, Jake Sakura. Welcome, welcome, Jake. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you both. That's awesome. So um, like Darian kind of mentioned, we were really excited to have a male perspective. When we started this podcast, everyone was, it was really excited to have like a WW focused um, podcast. But then over time, we started hearing from people saying, hey, we really love to hear from members of the community, you know, how people are approaching the program, how other people work the program. We'd really love to hear from a guy, you know, because th there's not many of you out there in the WW community, especially as somebody who's engaged as you are, as helpful as you are, as knowledgeable as you are and how willing you are to share everything um, um, on the gram. So we're so excited that you decided that we could do this right now. And I'd love for you just to kind of kick it off and tell us a little bit about yourself, Jake, and kind of your, your journey and how you found and made your way to WW. Sure, so a um, little bit about uh, myself is um, I am a 39-year-old single guy living out in central Indiana. I live in a small city north of Indianapolis. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I'm a Chicagoan. So um, those of you who know about Green Acres, so that's kind of my life. I'm a city boy that moved into a rural um, farming city now. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love in, that. Yeah. I work in the financial industry. Um, I work from home for now. Um, and my journey started back in February 28th. 2017, um, I walked into my first WW workshop. Um, it was through a work um, work program, and I, that's where my life changed forever. I originally thought that first day was the worst day in my life. Uh, that I was asking for help. I thought I was a complete failure. But now looking back, it, I could been. I'm so wrong because it was life changing and. Here I am, you know, um, the fittest I ever been, you know, 126 pounds lighter, but more importantly, um, I am a more heightened person than I was in the beginning, so. That's awesome. So you actually joined through a work program? Like they, were, they had meetings at work or something like that and that's how you joined? Um, no, actually there, this is a different work program and I don't know if WW still has this. So it was a voucher program and they gave us vouchers and uh, I went there and if I went to 13 out of the 15 weeks, I would get um, my deposit back, which was like $50 at the time mm -hmm. that I paid into it and then I would get it back. So, um, and then I just continued on after that 15 weeks, I, I went to every single meeting um, on the voucher program and then I'm like, I was finding success. I'm like, I'm going to do this on my own now. So. 
heck yeah. So when you <laughs> first decided to go, what was your mindset like? Like, what was it that said, okay, I need to take advantage of this voucher program? I mean, kind of where were you at and where were you, what was your mind at at that time? So to give a perspective, because I know this is a podcast so people don't see me visually, but uh, I'm 5'10", and I was over 300 pounds. I was, uh, I think my first weighman was like 326 pounds. Um, I had multiple medical problems. I was diabetic. I had sleep apnea. I had blood pressure issues. Um, the biggest amount of movement was going from the refrigerator to the couch and back. <laughs> and um, I, I was just unhappy of where I was at. And most of it was just, a, it wasn't the medical stuff of course was important but the biggest thing was i was realizing that food was controlling my life and i was no longer in the driver's seat so to speak and i knew that i needed somebody else some other individuals to help me to get back into that driver's seat again i feel that so much me too and the biggest thing for me i think back at now and you probably do too like food truly controlled my life. Everything I did revolved around it. You know, if people invited me somewhere, I was instantly thinking, oh, is there food there? What's the food I need to eat before? I need to do this. Food completely controlled my life. And so I relate to that 100%. And I love, I mean, we mentioned the male perspective. There seems, and I don't know why, maybe it's because in our society, it's getting a little better, but it's just very taboo for men to ask for help, I guess. Maybe that's where it's coming from. But where do you think, from your perspective, why don't men, I guess, seek help for weight loss? Or why aren't they open about it? Or why doesn't WW have more male, I guess, members? Well, um, okay, so that's a loaded question there. And so, <laughs> Darian, um, Darian's like hard hitting journalism over here. I love it's it. Like three in one. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so, there, good, so though. to answer answer those multiple aspects in there. So, in regards to the male perspective, in and when it comes to weight loss, I think it's historically, like culturally, I should say, even that men are we're raised not to ask for help. That's showing a sign of weakness. However, um, uh, if you go out and read medical articles out there that state the, the severity of men and health and obesity, it is a leading cause of a lot of the issues that we run into, you know, heart disease, blood pressure, things like that. <clears throat> a whole, slew of um, issues linking to obesity and obesity rates are not getting any better among anybody in the human population, let alone the men. And, you know, when I talk to men one-on-one, -on -one, they realize that's the problem and they talk how you hear m many of the women out in the community openly, but men are not open about talking about their struggle. Mm -hmm. So we are connected as human beings with in regards to culturally with obesity, but we communicate it differently, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so I am so happy to be, you know, representing a male voice in the community to show men that it is a shared struggle. And also I think when men automatically think health or losing weight, they're thinking like, Mr. Universe, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that that's what they have, that's the ideal way of doing that. And that's not necessarily the way. I mean, yes, I am fit. Yes, I am muscular. 
but I'm not going to, my goal, and this is not knocking anybody who wants to strive for that, uh, my goal is not to go into um, those um, weight training kind of competitions. I'm, that's not my goal. I just want to be the fittest I can be. Now, in regards to WW, I think um, that's something that's a work in progress in regards to that, because historically, WW was a female-driven program. It was it was the the founder is was a female and she she was a housewife that attracted other housewives and it had that culture of of gearing towards women and I think it's slowly doing that it's slowly um, because I know with the workshop pre COVID mm-hmm. um, that I went to was a good mix of individuals and there was a lot of men um, in the program and. When I talk to men one-on-one, a lot of times when, when, I, when they ask what I did and they're surprised by it, and I just talk about, gives me an opportunity to talk about the program and kind of get the misconceptions out of the way about, about it. And maybe too, you brought up a good point, maybe too, so I have a boyfriend, we live together, he can probably hear me right now. <laughs> His version probably of getting healthy or something, maybe men think, oh, I just need to go to the gym, but really it's what you're eating and consuming, right? Like I love Connor to death, but he'll eat chicken wings all day and then go to the gym and think that's what will make it better. Right. And I I tell people, that's interesting you say that. I tell people in general, I tell people, I'm like, you cannot um, outwork out a bad food choice. Right. You know, not that wings are bad, is just that yeah. you can't have that mentality because that, that's not how it works. It's not going to work that way. And actually, you have to do a lot more physical activity than most people are willing to do <laughs> to to out you know to out um, work out a, a food choice. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, Jake. Too, I know that movement has, is a big part of your life. You're a very active person. Like I said in the intro, you're the king of the move crew. This <laughs> is really some. This is your baby, right? You brought it to life. So uh-huh. I want you to share kind of how the move crew developed, where that idea came from, and how you feel it's impacted um, the community on Instagram, the WW community on Instagram. Because I mean, I feel like everybody's being active now, and you're really the champion of that. Well, thank you for for that. Um, the funny thing is, um, there is some people think I was the creator of the Move Crew, which I'm not. I can't take that credit. Um, <laughs> uh, early on, <laughs> as a baby on Instagram, um, I a lot of my early followers were from Australia, which was kind of random. But uh, I, a lot of my early um, followers, and still are. Um, I have created friendships through Instagram from people out in Australia. Anyways, they started tagging me on the move crew part and I didn't understand what that was. And basically the move crew is a hashtag that was created by who knows somewhere around the globe that anytime you do some kind of activity, it was a way to show the world that, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Let's cheer on these other individuals and encourage other individuals. And I thought that was an amazing concept and that I started tagging people with here in the United States, you know, followers I started and then it started spreading around the gram. And now it's pretty standard that you see the move crew. And, and it's funny because it is encouraging. I get people who DM me and I love, these are the DMs I love that, that people are saying that they find it so encouraging watching me and then they want to start tagging and, 
individuals and showing people that they're doing it too, doing something. And it's also showing people that you don't have to, to be part of the move crew or being doing movement doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in the gym. Mm -hmm. You can do many variety of different things to be active. So. Yeah. And I love that the move crew, it's like, it's like created. Um, also, I feel like a layer of accountability for everybody. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, and you kind of feel like, oh man, everybody's tagging me. Everybody's doing the moves. I better go get my own move crew on, you know? So I think that's really helpful because it encourages more and more people. And then, you know, I know there's been a few people who reach out to me and they're like, how do I join the move crew? And I'm like, girl, let me tell you, you just do whatever you want to do. You use the hashtag and tag your friends. Like if you encourage yeah. other people to move and then it just starts spreading. Right. And that's how community works. And so I think that's amazing. So maybe you didn't create it, Jake, I'll correct myself, <laughs> but you brought it to the United States. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> and I listen, I'm so glad you guys explained that too, because pre, you know, quarantine pre 2020, really, um, Yvonne would tag me in the move crew and I was so confused because I was like, I can't remember who else is in the move crew. How do I know who to tag? Like I knew it was Yvonne and Jake, but then it would be like a bunch of other people. So I thought I needed to tag everyone that everyone else. Tagged. No, no, it's up to your choice, you know, so whoever you want to, it's no requirement except i hope you sent the 50 dollars that's requiring an annual membership you know i'm just teasing i'm teasing everyone I'm teasing. <laughs> jake is expect your invoice in the mail jake is putting out <laughs> sending out invoices y'all she's tracking everyone that the ben holidays are coming no. <laughs> the holidays are coming we need holiday money uh, right yeah i mean it's around the corner <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny i wanted to shift the conversation a little bit to food because i have to ask you this question because so you're on purple now, but yes. previously, obviously everyone was on blue because it was freestyle. Right. And you, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, created your zero point chocolate mug cake when you were on freestyle. Is that correct? Yeah, I think I created it. I would have to go back because this was such a dirt because I started with beyond the scale. So that oh, technically okay. would be close to the green plan. Um, but I think, you might be right. It might have been freestyle that I created that because that would make sense to zero point because it wouldn't be zero on and yeah. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I have um, to ask was, you about it because yeah, how did you even come up with that? Because I so I am back on blue and I was on freestyle, lost mm -hmm. the bulk on freestyle, tried green, yada yada. I love that mug cake because I love mug cakes in general, but the WW ones so good, but three points. Sometimes I just don't want to waste three waste, not waste. I don't want to use three points. <laughs> and so I have Hershey's um, chocolate powder. And so I started making your zero point mug cake probably a year ago or maybe a little longer. And I love that thing. How did you even come up with that? So uh, first of all, I, I am not a food blogger at all. <laughs> I love to cook, but I'm not a food blogger because mainly because I'm lazy and recipes. <laughs> Me <right>. too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and let, shockingly enough, I'm less of a baker than cook, even though I, I because mainly because who am I baking for? So <laughs> I've seen people using bananas for like pancakes, for like muffins. I'm like, okay, let's do something about like cake and like something that's like one serving and you don't have to make a bunch of cakes or a bunch of muffins. So I'm like, I'm going to do, you know, I hear mug cakes all the time. So, you know. I figured basic knowledge from my own cooking and baking on how to play around with 
with um, the ingredients. And then I just came up with the mud cake concept and it's been a hit ever since. So, and it's so easy, so versatile. You can dress it up, dress it down, however you want to. Can't really screw up on it. Okay, Jake, so tell um, the listeners what the mug cake is, like what the ingredients are and where they can find the recipe. So the recipe is on my highlighted story, um, Zero Point Mug Cake, uh, and you take a banana, a ripened banana, mash it up, you add one egg, um, you add a little bit of unsweetened applesauce, and then um, a little bit of cinnamon, and two um, teaspoons of Hershey's unsweetened cocoa powder. I like the dark chocolate one. And um, in a little bit of vanilla, like a teaspoon of vanilla, and you put it in um, the microwave between, and it depends on your microwave. So um, I usually say between three and four minutes, mm-hmm. um, and you'll come out with cake, chocolate that cake. Is- Okay, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't tried the, the zero point mug cake yet. So that's why I'm like, I need to get on this. I, I mean, I'll have to do it later, but yeah, I'm gonna have to remember this because it sounds delicious. It, it is, and you know, like I said, you can dress it up and some marshmallow fluff is an option. One smart point, it's still zero. Some PB2 is another option and sugar-free chocolate sauce, you know, all that fun stuff. Nice. Lily chocolate chips, you know, things like that. I'm loving this. I'm loving this idea. Um, speaking of food, you um, you kind of eat plant-based foods, Jake. I know you're we we you are classified as a flexitarian, so you're not a hundred percent vegan because you do right. flex in some other meats. Is that right? Right. So majority of time, um, so for for those out there that don't know what a flexitarian is, it's someone that's mostly plant-based. So um, there's no exact measurement of how much meat is too meat, too much meat, but it's mainly plant-based. So for me, the biggest thing that I eat um, that's plant-based is eggs on the daily. And then usually once, maybe twice a week, I may have meat. Um, but I, and that's usually out because at my house, I do not have any, minus eggs, I do not have any kind of meat in my freezer or anything like that. Um, and it helps because I'm lactose intolerant, so mm-hmm. I don't have any dairy in the house, um, except like trace amounts like that are in food products. But yeah, and it is unusual in the community to hear this, but it's actually what I found a growing segment in the community because there's just more availability of plant-based products. We talk about it in the workshops now. Um, actually, the newest cookbook that out in the WW store is a plant-based cookbook. So um, that has been um, fun. For me, I'm an adventurous person and it's been fun creating plant-based recipes on my own as well as um, naturally going this direction. This was not a forced thing. This was not anything I did for weight loss. And that's that's also a thing that I, I bring attention to to everyone who's thinking about going plant-based. Plant-based diet, as in diet as in the way you're eating, Mm -hmm. is not a way for weight loss. It's a way of, it's a lifestyle. It's nothing to do with weight loss. Like you did not choose it. You did not switch or choose it because you thought it would help you lose weight. You genuinely chose this. Right, that was just my natural way of eating. I started eating more um, plant-based and 
I decided to explore explore more. Yeah. So is it because did it did it kind of start evolving um, to more plant based foods because you were um, lactose intolerant and you were just or is that just kind of like what made you start thinking to explore this because it is you know it's not very common right in the WW mm -hmm. community to eat plant based. I do agree that I am seeing it more and more. Not even just in our community and WW, but just in general, there's so many more good products on the market that are plant based. They're more mm -hmm. readily available. You know, the, and I remember um, back in the day when it was it was harder to find plant-based foods. They were very expensive and I feel like they've gotten a lot more reasonable so they can reach more people. But yeah. you know what I mean? So um, I know Aldi has a lot of great options, right? Yeah. You, do your, you do your grocery hauls every Friday. Right, my date night with Aldi on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, if you guys are, are listening and you don't watch Jake's Friday um, night date nights with Aldi, you should really check it out. It's really good. He has a lot of good stuff on his grocery hauls every Friday night. But right. is it what was the mindset? To is it just something you started exploring, eating more plant based food, something you were curious about, or did it, did it have something to do with you being lactose intolerant? Um, I think it's kind of a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of this and that. So one of the things is that um, during the Lenten season, so those of you who don't know, that's during like right before Easter, the time before Easter, um, I would do a challenge to myself to give up meat totally during that time. And I, and on top of being, figuring out that I was lactose intolerant during that time, I realized, you know, let's try this out further continuing on because I felt better after those 40 days of doing it, you know, to continue on. And that's the biggest thing for me is how I felt afterwards. And also accidentally coming while reading more articles and things like that about plant-based diets, I found, came across what a flexitarian was and I never even knew that this even existed. Um, and it is a real word. It's not a made up word kind of thing, but um, <laughs> that's out there. And I go, well, that's more along that line because just like why I joined WW, I don't like to be so restrictive. Yeah. I would love to say, and I love animals and whatnot, and I would love to say I can go totally vegan, but I know myself enough that it's not going to happen like that. Um, maybe one day, I can't say never, but right now, especially the biggest thing is like, I love my eggs. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I, I know there's substitutes that. for eggs, but it's just not. Oh, the there same. are? <laughs> what, is, what is an egg substitute? So they have actually vegan eggs. Oh, wow. um, another thing that they, another way of having a vegan scramble is using tofu and nutritional mm -hmm. yeast and stuff like that to make it egg-like. But does it taste like eggs? No, it just doesn't. Is it good? Yes. I, and that's what I say about a lot of things plant-based. When they mimic mimic another product, like I love, if you haven't tried it yet, um, one thing I miss being lactose intolerant is that queso. I love queso. And they're like, um, like Siete Foods and other brands have that cashew queso. It, now, it's not going to taste like cheese. I mean, you have to accept plant-based food for what it is, not what it's trying to be kind of thing. But I love cashew queso. It's so bomb. And if you haven't tried it, that's like a food to try. And it's not like scary because I know some people get scared about plant-based stuff. <laughs> so you, are you talking about the Siete one? That's the one you, you eat? 
yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in the grocery store. I've never bought it though. I might have to give it a try. Yeah, it's good. I was just telling Yvonne actually before we started recording this that my sister was telling me, you know, she's lactose intolerant and she wants to maybe start taking it seriously because she's just one of those people that just suffers. And so today at Target, I bought her some plant-based shredded cheddar because we were having Frito chili pie for dinner. And it's exactly what you just said. Like, is it good? Like, yeah, you know, is it a good substitute? Sure. But I don't know if she'll use it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Suggestion on that, since you brought it up. I don't know if that's the brand that you bought, but Daya is is a really good, it took me a while to find a shredded cheese that I like. Daya is probably the best one I came across because not only it tastes more like cheese, but also melts. That's like the key for me. It's like, it better be melting like cheese or otherwise I don't want it. <laughs> I didn't. I got the brand that was like right under that. I saw that brand. So next time I'll just get that brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jake, I also wanted to ask you, um, you know, one of the main pillars within WW is mindset. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about food, we've talked about activity and how active you are. But the other a big pillar, and you know, I think we would all argue that sometimes is the, the most important pillar is mindset. And I know you have had a massive mindset shift over mm. your journey. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of how that happened? Because I know that doesn't happen overnight. You know, I think all of us ch- chatting right now have had mindset shifts over our journeys and it's always for the better, right? You start, mm-hmm. when, you, it's when you change from the inside, you start changing from the outside. Um, can you, can you talk, talk to us a little bit about mindset and kind of some of the things you do or that you also did to shift your mindset? So out of all the three pillars, I think it's the most underutilized pillar and it's probably one of the most foundational pillars out of the, out of the bunch. And why I say this is that it starts with our mind. Anything that we do, anything we're playing, when we wake up, we're not starting on the treadmill, we're starting with waking up and using our minds. And I realized over time that if you want to make change in your life, it starts with your head. It starts where what, how you're reacting, how you're planning out the day. And it's such, once it clicks inside that it starts with your mind and that you have so much control on how you, on the choices you make in your life, it is a mind-blowing concept, which is crazy because you hear people say this, but when it clicks in your mind, it's amazing. And I, and I, and, and I also want to preface this, that it's not, I'm not putting rose-colored glasses on, on, about mindset because there are days that it's a struggle. There's going to be days. It's not going to be perfect. However, even when you're having a, uh, a bad day, so to speak, again, starts with how you react and where, where's that going to happen is from your mindset as well. And so it's such a powerful thing. And it's a thing that also is so easy to ignore. We're so easily able to ignore ourselves. And the, the more we start paying attention to ourselves on what we're thinking over than what we're seeing and what we're hearing, that's how you start gaining more control over the things in your life. And I'm not just talking about weight loss. I'm talking about any aspect of your life. it's, It's the mindset. And there are many things that you can do in regards to being more mindful. Um, one of the biggest things that I started this year that's been kind of life-changing in regards to my mindset part is that I've never been a journaler. And um, 
the one thing that I do t at night and I'll do even tonight is write down two successes for the day. Mm -hmm. And that's a way, and no matter how big or small, it doesn't have to be mind blowing because if you read my journal, you're probably like, oh, big deal, Jake. <laughs> but on some days, I mean, but it's, it, it doesn't even have to deal with weight loss. It doesn't have to deal with something. It can be anything that happened that day because it's leaving a positive note at night. You know, it was, and especially as a way to close out the day in a positive note, no matter how poopy of a day you had, you know, so, um, you know, you just have to figure out uh, things to do in regards to what's going to work for you and in, in your, to change your mindset, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditating, whether it's praying for, uh, whether it's, you know, even even talking to people, you know, talking with your support network, your family and friends, those are all dealing with mindset changes. I've always said that, I mean, gosh, I agree with everything you're saying, Jake. And it always reminds me, I think, I can't remember where I read it or heard it, but I, and it resonated with me so, so much is that the longest distance that we'll travel in our entire lives is the two feet between our head and our heart. Because mm -hmm. it is just, it's hard, you know, like yeah. it, this is the, I mean, this is only two feet between the head and the heart, but man, to get there, it is really, really challenging and it takes constant work, you know? And I love that idea of writing down two successes every day because it also makes you be present in the day, right? Right. You're grounded in being present when you actually take the time to pick out two successes each day and write them down, physically write them down. So I right. love that. Tip. I do too, right. because I'm a... I'm a natural like dweller. So if something happened at 8.05 in the morning, that was, I don't know, I spilt my coffee. I will think about it all day. I don't know why I'm like that. I don't know why my brain does that, but I like to where maybe at the end of the day or maybe even during the day, if I start writing two successes or something, it will switch my brain to focus on those because you said, you know, maybe one success is little, like maybe I took a shower today, you know, things like that, but yeah. it will be better than thinking about the coffee I spilled. I'm just a dweller. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's so easy. Our mind slips in, in those things about whether it's dwelling, whether it's ignoring, like I said, or even the biggest thing, like I know I'm at fault at this, not facing the truth of of what happened or whatnot or justifying something and that's like a biggest that's probably the hardest thing and I always say say this is that we can be our biggest enemy or we can be our biggest hero it's our choice and what how we want to you know direct our mind towards you know in, in regards to our wellness journey well in regards to anything in a matter of fact so um, but it's a lifelong journey. It's not going to be something that, like Yvonne said early on, that it's not going to be something that's going to be overnight. Um, and it's something I'm still working on, even though I'm at lifetime doesn't mean it's the end because my life's for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. And I, um, I know we're about to wrap it up here, but I forgot. And I don't know if Yvonne pointed out that you are at lifetime and that's amazing. You're maintaining right now. Yes. I've maintained over a year now that I've been on lifetime. Uh, the 125 pounds or 126. Okay, I have a quick question about lifetime and maintenance and I know sure. we're, we're getting towards the end here but I, I think it's I think it's important to chat real quickly about um, what is how do, how do you approach maintenance and lifetime versus 
weight loss because those mm -hmm. mindsets are different. And I, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, I haven't hit lifetime yet. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just assuming, but what I gather is that the mindset is different in weight loss mode versus maintenance lifetime mode. So can you kind of shed a little bit of light on that for us? Yeah. So it, maintenance life and, and lifetime, once you hit lifetime, it is a mind shift. You have to switch your mind off of weight loss mode because even if during during lifetime because of course you're meaning you know, the rest of your life you know <laughs> you're going to have to expect that the scale is going to fluctuate first of all that's like the biggest thing when you're doing your monthly because lifetime you only have to technically weigh in once once a month your weight's going to shift if you're going to think you're going to be staying at gold for the rest of your life that's that's kind of that's not realistic you know so you have to let that go that it's going to fluctuate and i talk about fluctuate between you know 10 and 15 pounds you know and depending on what changes like for me during the year i started doing more weight training so i gained 15 pounds and but i've been maintaining that f throughout the whole time and still at a healthy weight I, in a, just a little asterisk i did change my goal weight so that's what helped me but anyways you have to get that off of the mindset of weight loss. You're maintaining your healthy lifestyle and you're on a healthy weight, whatever that may be and evolve to the rest of your life. Yes, that is such a good point because even though like you just said you gained what maybe 10 or 15 pounds by you know shifting your workouts and you're doing more weight training and things like that. So you put on muscle, right? Mm -hmm. If you had not done the work in your mind to know that that's okay, you would probably be freaking out a little bit that you've gained 10 or 15 pounds because it was right. all about scale, right? But right. I, that's a true testament of you doing the work on the inside and out because you know that you're doing something that serves your body the best yeah. for a lifetime, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love you, Jake. Oh, I love you too, Yvonne. <laughs> I love you too, Darian. <laughs> you, I was like, wow, just third wheel over here. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would never that is not that. true. It's not true. No, no, no. I, this is just a really good conversation because I feel like we covered a lot of the things I mean, we talked about all of the three pillars within ww and you just have such you're so strong in all of those three and you oh, are a testament of somebody who is you know you you're you talk the talk but you also walk the walk mm -hmm. and yeah. and that's hard to do especially after you've hit maintenance and lifetime and you've lost 126 pounds i mean it almost feels like a lot of pressure you're like oh my god i gotta continue with this but you know, you're, you're living your best Jake life. And that's yes. just something that all of us can, can aspire to do. I mean, gosh, I'm so inspired right now. Like I want to go do something. <laughs> I know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel that way too. It's just very insightful, especially the mindset part, because like Yvonne said, she's not at maintenance. I'm definitely not at maintenance, but it's just nice to hear a perspective about it. And yeah, I'm just really, really glad you joined us today. And do you have any final thoughts for us? I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for both of you um, allowing me to be a guest on your podcast. And just the final thought again out there for everybody is that just focus on each day. Don't focus on the big pictures. Focus on the day in hand. Be present in the day. That's all you can do is focus on one day at a time, one moment at a time. And it's okay if you're not perfect that day because we are humans and that's how we learn through our mistakes and we'll eventually push forward every day.
Oh, I love that. And you guys can find more wisdom from Jake if you don't already follow him on Instagram. He is at keeping it awesome Jake, exactly how it sounds. It's spelled exactly like that. And then as always, I'm Biggie Tafiti, B-I-G-G-Y, the number two, F-I-T-T-Y. And then Yvonne is TexiMexi underscore living, T-E-X-Y-M-E-X-Y underscore living. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Jake, for joining us. If you guys are liking what you're hearing, um, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. That would really mean a lot to us. And if you're listening, take a screenshot, share it on social, and tag us. We'd love to see um, what you guys think of the podcast. Yeah. And we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Adios, friends. Bye.